Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Jeff Plate from Trans Siberian Orchestra is our very special guest. And, uh, you know, every. Every year, uh, it becomes their season and such a uh, such a tradition at this point, especially around the Christmas holidays, and uh, and we're we're gearing up for a big tour. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Uh, thrilled to have you as always. And uh, what what is it? What's your timeline now? We're sitting here in September. We're looking at a um, uh, a, a a tour. When does it start? When does it begin? When does everything get going? Well, the tour itself begins uh, November 16th, and that's, uh, that applies to both groups, the TSO East and West versions of the Winter Touring Group. And, you know, right now is the time of year when press begins, obviously. That's why you and I are speaking. But also when, uh, you know, song lists start getting finalized, um, plans, all plans and preparations for, for getting out to our rehearsal place and uh, getting them underway are, are all in motion. So... This is uh, this is where it starts becoming interesting, but uh, you know it goes fast. So before you know, we'll be right out there on the road. Yeah, no, no doubt. Is it change from year to year? Is it rote? Is it the same? Does it uh, does it feel different each time you go out, or is it becoming um, I don't know a habit force, or is it becoming uh, a, um, a you know a, just a, a normal regular routine? Uh, are things different each year? Yes, they are, and, and, and from a just a physical aspect, you know, the show changes every year. We are we are performing the Ghost of Christmas Eve. This is our story that we're performing this year, and this will be the third year in a row that we've done this. But every year that we go out on tour, we go out with new production. So regardless of whether we're doing the same story or not, the stage will change, the lighting scheme will change, some of the the video content that we use will change. Um, for the most part, you know, the song list stays pretty close to to normal when it comes to the story because you have to stick to that content. But there are parts of the show where we're able to change songs. You don't know, change the uh, change things up and down a little bit. But you know, honestly, every year is exciting for us. We feel very fortunate that uh, I mean, here it is, 19 years later, and we are still on the road. We are still doing incredible business and. You know, as a testament to our fans, we uh, we went out last year, our 18th year of touring, and had our most successful tour to date. So, you know, every year the mission is to outdo what we did last year and, and to keep ourselves relevant, keep the fans happy. And, and, you know, we love what we're doing, but it's also very important. Yeah, uh, no question. Uh, the people that I know that have gone to see you and everything that I've seen and heard from you guys has just been uh, exciting, uh, interesting, and it's it's become tradition and i say this to you every time it's just like those those uh, uh famous claymation shows you know uh, uh rudolph the red-nosed rain reindeer and uh, <laughs> uh santa claus is coming to town uh, now it's uh tso uh, you guys come around and it's uh, it's it's a tradition i mean can you see this lasting beyond your lifetime to, to back up to what you just said somebody asked me earlier what do you is there something special you take with you on tour and I said, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> I mean, I grew I grew up on that show. I, I love to watch it every year. It kind of brings me back to that. You know, when you're a child and you go downstairs and the whole room is full of toys and all that. You know, that really it really brings me back to that and keeps me in the spirit. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Our fan base has been, you know, just incredible. 
And there's a number of these people whose holidays literally do not begin until they see TSL, or at least they get their TSL fixed. So it's uh, it's quite an honor, but it's also a responsibility because, you know, like we were saying earlier, the, the tour is very important, and we, we work very hard in making sure it's, it's great every year. We, we do not want to disappoint anybody. And, you know, it's, it's just amazing how once people years ago figured out that TSO was a show for everybody. Uh, at first, nobody quite knew really what to make of it. And once people got the idea that you could bring your child, you could bring your grandparents, and everybody in between, this is when the whole thing really snowballed into, into what we've been doing over the past 10, 12 years. Yeah, and, and again, what I keep thinking, and I, I've mentioned this before, and, and we, we've never really uh, you know, spoke about a proof positive, but actually before I continue, let me remind folks of who they're listening to. If you're just turning on your radio or just tuning in a little bit late, Jeff Plate, a uh, wonderful drummer of Metal Church also, and uh, certainly Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and we are in that uh, mode at, at this juncture. Frank McKay here with Jeff Plate. Uh, Again, is there like a, uh, you know, I don't want to call it a succession plan or, or some type of plan that uh, that people are going to continue this uh, for, for years to come? Because it's, it's original stuff, it's original music, it's original uh, uh, compositions, and, and, and certainly when they're not, they're your unique brand or arrangement of those songs. Uh, do you see this lasting uh, beyond... Your lifetime, my lifetime. Can this? Is this something? I think it can. I mean, it's a rhetorical question on my part. But do you guys? Do the guys in the band, the guys in the in the production, do they see this as being a lasting tradition for for years to come? Yes, and you bring up an interesting subject because for those who don't know, our founder, our creator, our leader, our visionary Paul O'Neill passed away earlier this year, and. You know, all this time, Paul has been our constant. He has been the energy and the drive and the the creator behind everything that you see on a TSO stage. Everything you hear on a TSO CD is is Paul O'Neill. It's a product of his his thoughts and his visions. And you know, this year we were dealt with a with a crushing blow when we lost Paul. And you know, first and foremost, his family. You know, our thoughts go out to them because. They've been awesome. They, they've been part of the team ever since the beginning. They've, they've been along with us for this whole journey. And so when we lost Paul, obviously there was, a, there was a moment where we all, A, had to take our breath. We had to grieve. We had to deal with this and then figure out what was going to happen down the road, you know, in the future. And, you know, Paul's family have been as close to this as anybody. And they know that this was Paul's life work and his, his dream, his passion. But... But Paul also said, to me personally, to a lot of people many, many times, that TSO was something he believed was going to live on forever. You know, there was always talk about, you know, what is TSO going to be when we, when it passes us, you know, when it comes time for us to either retire or, you know, unfortunately other things happen. But that was always the plan. You know, Paul, Paul had a design on creating something that was going to be timeless. It was designed to be non-age specific, which is why our audience is what it is. It was designed to be non-musical category specific because we, we incorporate every musical style into our show. And with all of that, you've got timeless classical pieces of music woven in 
to what the Trans-Siberian Orchestra is. You've got Beethoven, you've got Mozart, and then you, you look at the holiday aspect of what we do, and there's so many Christmas melodies and themes that are woven into these songs. And these are all original compositions that Paul created around this stuff. So when people come to see TSO, there is something there that they will recognize, whether they are expecting it or not. But there's something there that connects with everybody, and Paul really felt that this was something that he wanted to you know, he wanted this to carry on beyond all of us. And he, you know, oddly enough, he has prepared us for this. And unfortunately, we are going to have to, we are going to have to carry on without him. And it's a daunting task. It's going to be very emotional and, and very sad at times. But, you know, he has set us up well. He's taught us well. He has surrounded this organization with the best management possible production crew, the, the cast of musicians and singer, everybody involved is top-notch, and Paul was very particular about who worked in this organization. So he left us in a very good place, but, you know, now we have to take the torch, we have to carry on, and we have to make him proud, and it's uh, it's no easy task, but I, I believe we're up for it. Well, when you when you use words like late and great, uh, sometimes people use them a little lightly, but uh, certainly the late, great Paul O'Neill uh, fits, and he has a legacy in TSO, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, that I believe is going to go on well past my lifetime and uh, children's lifetime and everything else. I think I think it's the real deal. And gentlemen, we're with uh, Jeff Plate is uh, is such a big part of that. Uh, wonderful musician and and wonderful uh, performer. Uh, just just amazing. Thrilled to have Jeff Plate here with me, Frank McKay. Talking about Trans-Siberian Orchestra and the the upcoming tour, it starts in November, and uh, and it it's just become such a tradition. Paul O'Neill, uh, again, Jeff, uh, just to just to talk about him and and his legacy. Uh, did he have? And, and I know you just said that he he said this is going to go on long after us and everything else. Uh, was there a set plan, or is it just the the fact that he has such a good set of people, a good organization, and uh, and a family who knows what his vision is. But did he have a set plan hoping that in five years this would happen, in 10 years this would happen? Is there anything like that, or is it a year-to-year deal? No, I don't know if, there, if you could say there was a set plan. I, I, the, the plan or the... He was always creating, you know, so he was always in the studio working with his partner, John Oliva, and, you know, Al Petrelli on, on creating new stuff. There's a number of things that have been being worked on over the years that have slowly been coming close to being finished. And, you know, these are things that we hope to get to at some point. But, you know, I don't think Paul could could see the future to, to that extent, but he just knew that if we kept things in order, you know, things need to be perfect and perfection is obviously almost impossible to achieve but you really have to work very hard at being great and Trans-Siberian Orchestra here again you know we've been touring now this will be our 19th year of touring we rehearse these these tours for close to a month before we do every tour now granted I've been here from the beginning I've played all these songs I couldn't even tell you how many times but you have to get in that room and you have to go over it again and again and again and it's not just the music but it's working on the production something as simple as, you know, Paul would be the guy in the arena working with production at three in the morning, obsessing over a particular light that wasn't focused or aimed in the right direction. So these are the things that he, he really, you know, he just worked on constantly to make sure that the audience always had something spectacular. In that, I think he felt if we could just keep this up, 
if we could just keep achieving success every year. And if we can keep outdoing ourselves from year to year, we should be able to continue this for as long as we want to and here again, you know, beyond all of us. To another point here, there's a lot of people who are just discovering the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And our first CD was in 1996. Wow. Wow. It amazes me. It amazes me every night. Uh, Chris Caffrey, our, our guitarist and another another original member, he, you know, he's part of the check presentation at, at the beginning of each show, and he will always ask the audience, you know, who has seen us before, and a number of people will raise their hands, and who hasn't seen us before, and you know, always over fifty percent of the room is a newcomer, and you think, geez, after all these years of touring, after all these millions of people we played in front of. Wow, we haven't even we haven't even really scratched the surface yet. So there's there's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of people that still need to get out and see our show and, and get exposed to what we do and and hopefully that will help carry this thing on. And here again, Paul went to no he spared no expense when it came to putting on the best show possible and it and it wasn't for anything other than the fans. He wanted to just create an environment they could show up to a place and escape for two or three hours and see something spectacular. And it took us a while to really get this thing reined in and developed and understand what we have to do. But once once it really kind of hit home, you know, we've been we've been on a pretty good ride for the past ten or twelve years, and I, I see no end in sight. To be honest with you, yeah, I, I don't either. And uh, again, you you started something in 1996. I mean, 1996. That still goes on, and it's it basically was a side project and and, and thought, right? Just like uh, you know, to to sabotage or whatever. I and I, I don't know. I mean, I'll 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 ask you that question, but uh, it's it's just unbelievable what happened. There is a term that I use all the time called evergreen. And, you know, for all intents and purposes, if we don't mention times and dates, this same interview that you and I are doing could air next year and five years from now. And other than the fact that you mentioned that that Paul passed away earlier this year, people can hear this and get something and get some kind of historic value out of what we're talking about here. But what you guys have created is evergreen and and the term evergreen is synonymous with timeless and all of these shows that we're talking about uh, you know uh, again uh, you know people may chuckle when you can make the comparison i i don't uh rudolph the red-nosed reindeer santa claus is coming to town frosty the snowman they're timeless and they're uh, they're evergreen because kids nowadays three-year-olds five-year-olds seven-year-olds are watching those shows uh the same way we're 15-year-olds and 10-year-olds and and 50-year-olds uh 20 years 50 years from now could be watching and I think will be watching Trans-Siberian Orchestra. You're a pioneer in in this. This is the start of an evergreen tradition. I believe that uh that's going to go and I keep saying it beyond your lifetime, my lifetime and everything else. Uh I, I mean, how does it how does it make you feel and not to uh, you know sound trite here, but I mean uh, you is there a responsibility for what you're doing and a responsibility for what the others are doing uh, for the next generations to come to to set this up? Uh, or is again, is there just too much going on and you're too busy to worry about things like legacy and and so forth? Are you are are you I don't know aware that there's some kind of responsibility that you're kind of the caretaker and one of the caretakers, just like Paul was, even though he's the creator, and he's setting this thing forward. Uh, it's uh, you know, in in some sense, it's uh, it's really a unique position to be in as a musician. Yes, all of the above. I mean, first and foremost, for your own 
for your own pride and integrity, you know, you want to go out there and be the best that you can. And, hey, I, I come from a very humble beginning in upstate New York. I grew up on a farm, you know, and and it, it's I always learned back then what you put into it is what you get out of it. You know, people come to see our shows and put down their hard-earned money to see a show, to see something great. And we all take that to heart. And trust me, it is it is very difficult with the schedule that we have to get up there every day and do this. But when you're in front of a crowd that just is loving what you're doing, first of all, but then there's a certain element of the crowd that has never seen you before. They have nothing to judge you on. They have nothing to compare you to. They're sitting there waiting for you to do your thing. And you know what? If you don't do it well, they're going to know it. So to that point, all of us go out there every year with the intent of being as professional and as good as we can possibly be. Now, on a different angle to this, being a musician, being old school, I, you know, here again, when I grew up, I didn't have cell phones and televisions and cable and computers to distract me. I was a musician, and I practiced my drums all of the time. Live music and perfecting your instrument is something that I really worry about because kids now become have become so distracted with everything. They, you know, they think they can look on YouTube and watch something and sit down and, and mock it and feel that they've achieved it, they've learned it, they've, you know, they've conquered it, and it's so far from the truth. I, I love going up there and playing, and any time a young drummer comes up to me, I will spend all the time I can talking to them, or any young musician, because I want them, if they love playing the drums, or guitar or keyboards, go for it. You know, dive yourself right into it. Try to excel at it. Learn as much as you can. But you're not going to get great unless you put the time in. And this is something that when people see Trans-Siberian Orchestra, it's no fluke that this show is as good as it is or that or that my guitar players, Joel Holkstra and Chris Caffrey, are as good as they are. They have spent years and years and years and years and hours and a good portion of their life just practicing. So there comes a lot... Along with that, and, and to your point of the responsibility, not only do we go out there with the intent of making our boss, Paul O'Neill, happy, but we need to win this crowd over. And I would love to see this inspire somebody to help even carry this on. You know, there might be a kid out there that I talked to who 15 years from now, he may be auditioning for TSO. Who knows? Yeah, but right. if I don't take the minute or two to talk to him or to say, hey, send me an email and I'll show you some good instruction books to work on or I'll... I'll talk to you about what you should do. You know, all it takes is a couple minutes here and there with, with certain people to really light that fire. And I would hate to see uh, live music deteriorate because it is so important. It is so rewarding to be able to get on stage and do it. But not only that, for the audience, like I said, people nowadays, it's difficult to come up with money to do things. But if you're going to come see our show, we're going to give you the best thing that we can. For the money you put down, we're going to give you more of what you put down, and we want you to walk out of there feeling proud that you were actually in that room being a part of the show with us. And, hey, you know, here again, it's something that we never would have imagined that we would be doing this at this point in our lives. But there's no end in sight, and as long as we can keep this tradition going, I think we're going to be in good shape. We have a minute before we have to take a quick break. Do we have you for a second segment? I know you're scrambling. Uh, Sure. All right, Jeff Plate, everyone, is our very special guest. Uh, just a wonderful drummer 
and uh, just a wonderful musician. And Trans-Siberian Orchestra is what we are talking about here today. And so much of this is, uh, is, is about, uh, you know, a legacy as far as I'm concerned. Uh, TSO is becoming as much part of Christmas as, as Christmas carols. As oh, Well, you know, these are, in essence, these are going to be Christmas carols or they're going to be music that you're going to be hearing. And, and it all started um, back in 1996 and just a tremendous uh, tremendous history here. Uh, I think a beer commercial is what started it. When we come back, I'm going to ask Jeff about that. Frank McKay here with Jeff Plate from Trans-Siberian Orchestra. The tour starts in November. If you haven't been to it, you must. Uh, and you could. this is something you could bring the whole family. It's a, uh, you know, I don't want to compare it to a circus, but it's uh, it's it's the same deal. It's, uh, it's, it's great music. It's orchestral. It's hard rock. But you can bring a 10-year-old and you could bring a 90-year-old and they will get it. It is tremendous. Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Jeff Plate is our very special guest. Frank McKay here. We'll be back right after this quick message. Thank you. 